Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. The music means one thing, means guys of a certain age is back on air. Robbie Koblenz in studio with Jay Reed. And from parts unknown, or we actually know where you are. Where are you, Art? Well, do you know? You don't yeah. know. But but who but, are uh, you, you first? Do. First, who are you? Uh, this is this is Art Shirley. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you do know I'm at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm working from home today. Jay and I are in studio socially distancing, and I love the mask you got on, Jay. <laughs> oh, wait, that's your face. <laughs> I would have got away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids and ripped the mask off. I want, I want, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about Jay today. <laughs> did did you get uh did you get talked to somehow art <laughs> did my mother yeah. talk to you mm-hmm. did she really <laughs> she did yeah i found i had some i had some snowball wrappers uh, thrown in my oh no it's kind of a warning <laughs> a lot of a lot of used chinese food containers oh that's man. right man that's right. I feel like we're in the sequel to cocoon all of a sudden so the j the j mother as opposed to the godfather there. oh <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so Hashtag it. before we get to geeks of the week I'll, i'm gonna give you guys something that you'll find quite funny so uh you know we talked about plex a few a few months back and i was ripping my entire dvd cd collection over and so uh we finally got around to watching the godfather still did not see godfather part one pop it into plex and it comes up and I had ripped the Italian dialogue. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> of the Godfather. I think that's it's Italian, man. Yeah, that yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking, okay, I, I've seen the first half. I don't remember it starting in in Italian. But is this kind of yeah. like the Hunt for Red October, where the Russians are talking Russian yeah. until until you get into the the close up of of Sean Connery's mouth or whoever, and it automatically it cuts to English and all the Russians can speak mm-hmm. English. I mean, we're going to see something like that. No, I ripped with the wrong language. That's today. funny. So, uh, I've got to, I've got to do that. I'm going to try to do that later on today so we can watch the Godfather this weekend. But, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, but, uh, mm-hmm. wow. You know, <laughs> there, there's, there's no days off from the art musical machine. So how, right. how are you guys doing now? Uh, we're, we're in a step down from sheltering at home here in Mississippi. We're, was it safer, safer at home? Safer, safer at home. And there's yeah. only one of the three of us who are at home. So I guess Jay and I are not safe, but Y'all uh, are at risk. We're at risk. We're always at risk. When, mm-hmm. when two of the three of us are together, there's always an inherent risk, risk right. to the system. So anyway, well, cool. Let's jump into geeks of the week. Who wants to go first? But, but we're fine to answer your question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I figured you showed up. You would be fine. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is pretty much an opt, uh, optical, optional activity. I can't even talk that if it is, <laughs> I think it's essential for the listeners. I mean, come on. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's essential for my sanity. I, this is like my therapy right here. Wow. You know? So, so that means Jane, I should be charging you is, is what you're saying, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing well, Art and Jay, you're doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Don't let this cough fool you. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 my cough has been terrible, but I still think it's allergies. Oh, I do too. And I, I was thinking on the way over here, you know, I have medical documentation that I had a cough before all this started. It never left, never got worse, but I do. It's on my record, yeah. my permanent record. It's yeah. been on me yeah. for years. So, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, can't. 
art. Can we now jump into Geeks of the Week? Is yes, okay? certainly. Okay. Why, don't you you go? Go, why don't you go first? Okay, thanks. Since I'm doing so well. Uh, my Geek of the Week uh, is something that I saw last night. It's, uh, it's a live YouTube event. One occurred last night. One will occur tomorrow. So in terms of our listeners... It's uh, all in the they, past. It's all in the past, but it will still be on YouTube. These are, and you may have heard of these things, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee, Mil- Johnny Lee Miller did a uh, performances of Frankenstein at the National Theater in London. Have you all heard of this? No. No. Uh. Uh, they did this years ago, and they have... Um, they would uh, alternate doing the roles. One of them would play the doctor. I think they may have done it night to night. If not, it was certainly week to week. But one of them would play the doctor one time, and then one of them would play the monster the other time, or the creature the other time. Officially and known as would, Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster, or, yeah. or the creature Correct. as is known in the credits. Yeah. But um, uh, so, and then they would alternate. So they would do this. So uh, as a fundraiser for National Theater, in, uh, as I said, in London, since they're not able to do performances right now, uh, they had, again, a live event last night. They're going to do a live event tonight. Uh, both of these things should stay on YouTube, I would imagine, for at least several weeks while they continue to try to raise money. You know, they've got a, a donation button there. there. But it's a two-hour play. It's shot, it shot live. Uh, I don't think there's something that they're redoing. I, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure about that. We can we can find out about that. But it's very cool, and it's uh, the story of of Frankenstein. Uh, as you correctly pointed out, Frankenstein is the doctor, not the monster. But uh, uh, and it it looks like it's really well done. It, it always got rave reviews. Now, what's interesting to me uh, that when I read about this even a, a few years ago, when I first heard about the thing, is is that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller are both. Uh, famous for many things, but are both known for playing modern uh, incarnations of Sherlock Holmes, with Benedict Cumberbatch playing Sherlock in the BBC uh, series Sherlock, which ran a few years ago, and Johnny Lee Miller playing it on the CBS production of Elementary. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Elementary, yeah. So uh, so they both come at this from this modern Sherlock sensibility, but they're, you know, of course, they've been in a bunch of things um and are, are fine actors. So I'm really looking, I think we're going to try to watch the, the one with, uh, I think uh, Johnny Lee Miller plays the creature tonight. Benedict Cumberbatch played him, uh, played the creature last night. And, uh, but I imagine we'll end up watching both of those, but I'm, I'm just fascinated. First of all, the story has always been a favorite of mine, has always been a favorite of mine, even the book, the movies, whatever. Young Frankenstein, my, one of my favorite movies too. But, uh, uh, but, uh, so I'm just I'm just the idea of the switching roles is, is enough to make me watch it at least twice, you know, to see how they do it in their different roles. But that's my geek of the week. So they're acting it out or is it just audio? Oh, no, it's a it's a it's a it's a film for, uh, stage production. It's okay, a full so stage play. play, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I watched I watched a little bit like it says two hours long full cast. Uh, the, the stage is one of those kind of uh, minimalist stage stages from what I could tell. But they're in costume and they do this kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, and uh, and I should tell you, you go to YouTube, do a search on Frankenstein and Cumberbatch, and it'll come right up. National Theater is probably their channel. You could also also do a look for that. And there's other things there for the National Theater too that might be worth watching. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. You You're yeah. so cultured, Art. That's me. Like yeah. bacteria. 
<laughs> wow. Just like blue cheese. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Greek yogurt. All right. What Greek yogurt or blue cheese? Take your pick. What's your uh, geek, Mr. Reed? Well, I noticed this. Uh, someone else passed, and I would I, I probably wouldn't have picked up on this. It came across my feed because I follow some cartoonists on Instagram, you know, Calvin Hobbes, Foxtrot, Art Shirley. And, there you uh, go. As I... So, I didn't you know, die, did I? No, you didn't. <laughs> this so, was pre-recorded before Art. Reports, reports of my death. Are- so you lied when you said you were fine, right? Mm, yeah. It's fine now. Yep. So anyway, a guy named Gene Deitch, and I'm probably saying that wrong, D-E-I-T-C-H, passed away a week or two ago. And I think my Instagram post got it wrong. It called him the creator of Tom and Jerry cartoons and had a nice, oh, yeah, I saw a this. real drawing of Tom and Jerry kind of hugging him. Uh, when I looked it up a little deeper, I don't. He didn't actually create the characters, but he was involved in uh, directing some of the Tom and Jerry cartoon shorts. Okay, and so he was right. instrumental in that. Also with Popeye, didn't invent Popeye right. either, but but apparently it was a big uh, deal in the directing of that. And he, as I looked him up, I found out he, when he first started with the Tom and Jerry, he was kind of upset by the violence of it. And which, you know, in recent days, you see a lot of that, you know, the PC police out, you know, uh, Tom and Jerry's too violent, uh, Wiley Cody and the Roadrunner too violent, all that kind of stuff. <sighs> but uh, he eventually came to see it more of, as a biblical David and Goliath kind of struggle and, you know, was okay with it. So I guess Tom and Jerry appealed to me because, number one, I watched it as a kid and loved it, you know, along with <laughs> Roadrunner and everything else. Yeah. But also my first year in college – my roommate's name was Tom, and, and he my beat you actual up. name is Jerry. So he beat you uh, up. So we were Tom and Jerry in the dorm room. Uh, he didn't, not too often. Okay. No. <laughs> or did you beat him up? I never, there was no beatings involved. So, so which one's Tom, which one's Jerry, which one's the mouse? And Tom which Cat, Jerry the mouse. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. So, and then I guess Speedy Gonzalez came into that play too. Riva, Riva. I love Speedy Gonzalez. So. Yeah. Well, Speedy Gonzalez was uh, uh Warner Brothers wasn't Tom and Jerry somebody else at first. Hanna Barbera, yeah, Tom yeah. and Jerry was Hanna Barbera and Speedy yeah, Gonzalez. So Speedy Gonzalez was Warner Brothers as part of the Bugs Bunny stuff because he was oh, okay. Mel Blanc. Yeah, I'm very impressed oh, by your knowledge, Art. One of my uh-huh. one of my favorite. Cartoons. I know all your cartoon rodents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite cartoons. I mean, of, of still drawings of all time is all the Warner Brothers characters standing at Mel Blanc's. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, and it says speechless. Yeah, uh, because, there's a microphone in the yeah. That's yeah, awesome, yeah, it know. was it was great. Kind of like Endgame, mm-hmm. the yeah. funeral scene in Endgame. Oh, all yeah, the characters yeah. coming back. Yeah, I think yeah. they basically love it, on it that when all cartoon. the people come back. <laughs> 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 wow, that's going to be on his tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. I watched some Tom and Jerry as a kid, but. Um, you know, not a ton of Tom and Jerry, but and he also did uh, Tom Terrific, which I didn't yes, realize. Which, yes, yeah, I wasn't I as familiar with that. that, but I think he well, created that one. Yeah, and that's I mean that I was like I thought wow, that was I Tom Brady. Oh, I thought yeah. Tom Terrific was Tom Brady. He actually fathered Tom Brady, uh, oh. but uh, but uh, yeah, Tom Terrific was one. I can't even remember the guy had like a funnel on his head or something. But I can't. I remember that cartoon, but I don't remember. You know, I, I can't remember where I saw it, but I do remember remember that cartoon. And I had, I it was had on Captain. About it. it was on Captain Kangaroo. That's what I thought. Is that well, right? Well, I watched that for sure. Yeah, yeah. it was so presented be, as part of the Captain Kangaroo Children's Television okay. Show. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure because they had and they had a couple of different cartoons that would make uh, appearances every once in a while. 
Yeah, um, I don't remember this one. 1957. Wow. Well, I, I was not alive then, so but uh, that's I when do it remember de- debuted. So. Okay, so maybe it was still running when I was a kid. I think they replaced it with some kind of laundry, line drawing guy. Well, according to the internet, we all know what you read on the internet. It's all true. Uh, it debuted uh-huh. in 57. Final episode date was 59. 26 Uh-oh. episodes total, and uh, it ended up being repackaged in Captain Kangaroo. Uh, okay, um, that's yeah. okay. So that's where I saw it. Starting I in 1962, Captain Kangaroo broadcast Tom Terrific every other week, alternating with Terry Toon's Lariat Sam, Sam, Lariat, Lariat, whatever, L-A-R-I-A-T. Oh. <laughs> Lariat. Yeah, Lariat oh. Sam. So, so there's okay. a Lariat Sam and a Yosemite Sam also in cartoons. Oh, yeah, world. there's all kinds <laughs> of things. So, but And Uncle Sam. True, <laughs> true. Sam I am. <laughs> You see what you've started, Jay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You see what we're going to do a show on Sam's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sam Walton. <laughs> you think he'll just run himself out if we let him go? Which, we, 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 how much time we got? Oh, we don't have that much time. Okay. All right. So my geek of the week is a little bit shorter, a little bit simpler. Um, so you know, mask or the uh, mask or the apparel du jour, apparel du jour now. And so if you've got a fairly modern iPhone, you've got Face ID. And Face ID doesn't work with a mask. (laughs) It certainly does not. No, it does not. So Apple is rolling out uh, iOS 13.5 probably in the next week or so. Uh, It doesn't have a magical Face ID algorithm update, but it allows you to get to your passcode much quicker. Because right now you've got to bring up your phone and let it fail to recognize you for three or four times. Then it brings your passcode up. Now, apparently, Apple's going to let you get to your passcode almost immediately to unlock your phone if you are being uh, socially responsible and conscious with a mask on. Um, And also, for those conspiracy-minded people out there, iOS 13.5 should have the API in it that allows contact tracing for coronavirus, oh my. Mm. so there's going to be some enhanced. Supposed to be um, supposed to be fairly anonymous, but you know, Apple sh- in in coordination with Google should allow you to find out if you've been in contact with someone who has has tested positive for COVID nineteen. So I'm not sure if I like that. Or not. I'm not sure I like that either. So uh, apparently, there's a there's a Bluetooth key uh, between phones that will communicate. And it's like a crowdsource sort of thing that if you end up, if you put into the app that you have been diagnosed uh, with COVID-19 or you're exhibiting symptoms, it's going to go out and it's going to let everybody that you've been within six feet of for the past week know that they could have been exposed to COVID-19. Wow. Isn't this what Lucius Fox warned us about? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, so anyway, then I may have got some of the salient details incorrect, but that's the gist of it, to be able to uh, to contact trace. And if I remember correctly, uh, Germany, the country of Germany, um, I think has scrapped their contract contact tracing software in favor of the Apple-Google partnership. So 
If you're concerned about that extra level of privacy, don't update your phone to 13.5 iOS. Wow. I think I'm a couple of updates behind anyway. As imagine, usual. imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Are you just talking about the phone or are you talking about in life in general? Uh, well, that was Robbie. That was Robbie, Mrs. Reed. That's right. That's right. And Robbie's going to take us to a break to pay a bill, which may get us 22 cents this week. We'll be right Ooh. back. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us adult, which leads us into our next segment as we talk about toys. And I'm not going to be able to get that song out of my head now. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. What about you, Art? Is that going through? Is that ringing in your ears? I'm still trying to figure out how we split 22 cents three ways. I guess we give you the extra cent, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, fractional cents don't exist. And if this was Bitcoin, maybe maybe if we got paid in Bitcoin, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Something along those lines. So. Have do you grown- me to do- What's that? Do toys? Huh? What? Do yeah. we ask me about toys though? Seriously? Yeah, or- yeah, okay. yeah. We're in. We're doing toys now. So we're doing we're, toys. We're doing toys. Okay. So, Jay, I believe this was your subject area. So, why don't you tell the good listeners? Everything about toys. Everything about toys. Well, well maybe have, not everything. We don't I have, have a lot of time. Them. Yeah, he's got he's got a full spiral bound notebook of notes this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we had talked on the previous episode about. TV and movies and whatever have stood the test of time. So I thought about what about toys? What toys maybe that were out when we were kids or even before that are still out now? And I've got, I, I do have a whole page of notes, but the one thing that it I really think, does art, I mean, gigantic. The one thing I believe it. that I'm sure I would get a lot of agreement on is that's, that's hanging in there is Legos. You know, you've got all kinds of blocks. You've got, I mean, I had Lincoln Logs as a kid, which I played with a lot. Just your basic blocks. You got Tinker Toys, Erector Sets. And those are still out there, maybe. But Legos are, I mean, I think the the real OG. That is whatever that means. (laughs) Did you just call Legos the original gangsta? Yes, I think I did. Wow. All right, Mrs. Reed, I'm sorry. We have to make fun of him about that one. (laughs) That just was not right for so many different reasons. Anyway. But Legos is the key because I I played with Legos, but when I bought Legos, the big thing, if you got a real nice Lego set, it was just a lot of blocks Yeah, and maybe some windows to build their house with or the, the RV that my brother built with it. Now, of course, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You got the Millennium Falcon or the Death Star and, you know, Harry Potter stuff that's just massive. And and there's this whole ecosystem built around Legos. You've got collectors. There are rare blocks. There are rare kits. You've got collectors who are looking for this stuff everywhere. In fact, we've got former neighbors, friends of ours. Uh, he's got a side hustle where he's got all this Lego stuff really? and he sells on eBay or to uh, uh, block builders or some of the, uh, uh-huh. the build sites. And so he's just got cartons upon cartons of Lego. So if you want, you know, I'm making up numbers here, piece 2384 in red, he'll go and, oh, here's piece 2384 in red wow. and ship it out. So, yeah. It, well, you know, speaking of the numbers, we watched the Lego two movie the other night and during the movie, a lot of the everything blocks, is awesome, right? But mm-hmm. so they had the numbers of the blocks on on some of the scenes, and I was and Jacob was telling me, my son, that you know, yeah, those are the the block numbers, the part numbers, yeah, of the Legos. And if you think about it, I mean, Lego just finished a season of Lego Wars, has, so it's had its own TV show. It said two or three movies because the Batman Lego movie was at least the third yeah. one. Um, Batman, and I mean, it's just crazy. You, 
other shows I was looking up, you know, we had Small Soldiers, which was about toys. But starring Robin Williams, real. right? Was Robin Williams? No, no, no he wasn't. No, 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 he was. No, in, I think. Uh, but there was, he was in toys. Tommy Lee Jones was. Tommy in. Lee Jones was in yeah. Small Soldiers, uh-huh. and you have, of course, Toy Story, which had a mix of of real and you know made up toys. Well, which became real toys after, because of the mm-hmm. movie. But Legos is still pure. I mean, the everything or almost everything that's in the Lego movie was a real Lego, or at least a creation from a, a real a Lego CD. Uh, yeah. Yeah. CGI replication of right, right, right. Yeah. But I mean, I just think Legos beats them all when it comes to toys that have stood the test of time. Well, I wasn't prepared for that. How about you? Art? I wasn't either. I'm <laughs> telling you, I was. I, I feel I feel kind of foolish continuing. I've know? been working like, on that for two uh, weeks. But when has that ever stopped us? <laughs> well, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'll. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. Are you? No, okay. go, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I've got okay. others. Go ahead. Yeah, he's he's okay. going to a blank page now. <laughs> okay. You know there are. Toys, I guess, that we all played with, Nerf football, slinky, hula hoops, all kind of stuff. You know, those are, are some of them that have, I think have stood the test of time. They still, our kids are still playing with a lot of those things. But for me, and I'm going to have to make this probably action figures as opposed to the particular types of toys that I played with, because most of those are no longer around. Um, G.I. Joe has changed a bit. It's probably the one that is still still exist in some format and 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 either the small format or collectibles format but uh, things like Johnny West and Big Jim and Major Matt Mason all those things are gone and the whole idea of the action figure has changed I mean you know I was but, you know, but Barbies are still around Barbies are still around I'm t- I guess I'm talking about action figures as opposed and of course you know there was that time where uh, you boys playing with dolls what's up with that but uh you know, I think we moved past that. But I had like the Mego sets of, of Star Trek toys and Planet of the Apes and yeah. uh, a lot of oh, the yeah. superhero stuff. And those things are still around, albeit in different. You know, we've got Kenner and Hasbro. Those companies are still around. Mattel, as you said, with Barbie. But um, uh, and of course, we've got great. Uh, superhero stuff now a lot of the Avengers or DC characters or whatever that are out there are really neat so I think the idea of action figures has stood the test of time Absolutely. I don't know that I could say that you know other than the collectible market uh, the 12 inch G.I. Joe or the uh, the Johnny West figures or those kind of things you know you, you can't those are the only place you can find those kind of things anymore but, but certainly Star Wars which we've talked about before I was just a little bit older than you know uh, when those things came out you guys I know had them and collected them um, but um but those things are still around too in fact we saw you know with the last movie a resurgence of those products coming uh back out right the throwbacks to the original kenner toys right right sure. right and then yeah. if you if you go even like a step further with the larger uh the larger action figures sideshow collectibles has made oh a, a my com- gosh yes. made a complete yeah. industry out of uh uh to scale replica smaller mm-hmm. figures. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They're basically that GI Joe size, which yeah. is one six scale, 12 yeah. inches, you know, so you can um, buy, you can buy the Mandalorian and baby Yoda or the child for 313 right. bucks. And, and they've got some incredible sculpts. I mean, you know, you look and they're, they're based on like a lot of their superhero line or, or, uh, the star Wars line. Uh, you know, they've sculpted heads and, and some of them are amazing <laughs> how close they look to the actor that played that part. Yeah. 
you, they come with multiple hands, multi, sometimes multiple expressions for the characters. Of course, you're talking about, you know, a couple hundred bucks or better oh, for some so, of these things, right? So I'm looking at the Kylo Ren life-size bust for 1150 yeah. bucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could probably get Adam Driver's head cheaper than that. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, you know. But yeah. It, it's crazy. But again, that's that's the collectibles market. And yeah. because of what's happened is folks that are, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and say our age, although there's that eight year span there. But um, but folks like us that that grew up with these toys and this is the natural extension of those stuff. People have money or spending money that way. But in terms of of, of toys that, you know, kids play around with and stuff, those things are still there. May not be exactly the same brands or toys that I had when I was a kid, but the the concept of playing with action figures is still there. And there's still some, some really nice toys that you can get, you know, for, for regular money, as opposed to the, there's a sideshow collectibles. And what's, what's the other one? Hot toys. Yeah. Hot toys. What about McFarland? Is that still, is he still, Oh yeah. McFarland's supposed to be coming back. I saw where he was going to start doing some things. He had some incredible toys too. Well, that's what I noticed. I used to collect the Jerry Rice figures. And if you look at the, the rookie figure from um, the starting lineup line, you know, it, there was hardly any facial characteristics, but then you go to the most recent yeah. McFarlane version of it, and it's, I mean, it's just like Jerry. I mean, it's so, yeah. So you can get a life size Han Solo and Carbonite for $7,500. I know someone who has that. Are you <laughs> really? <kidding>? Yes. <laughs> he's had it for years. It probably wasn't $7,500 then, but it's not you, is it? It's not me, yeah, but okay. he's a huge Star Wars buff, and he had. A life-size version of that. So you can get a life-size Boba Fett for eighty-five hundred bucks. I, I wonder if the, Dude, I, I'll really wonder hardboard if the, cutout. Thank you very much. I wonder if the jetpack works on that. And uh, Jet so Dubai. And then Yoda life-size for twenty-five hundred bucks. Wow. That's crazy. Because <laughs> it's one third the size of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, and I mean, and then Vader life size was, was 85, 8,600 bucks, I believe. And that thing's over seven feet tall. So, 8,900 bucks for a life I think I've seen a refrigerator door cover with the carbonite oh, thing that, before. Yeah, but yeah. but this, is, this is not what that was. This yeah. kind of <laughs> goes above and beyond that. So Yeah, I always thought that when they had the... Indiana Jones thing. I probably told you all this before when he, in the last movie where he is in the refrigerator to escape the nuclear blast, it should have ended with him being pushed against the door and look like the Han Solo and carbonite <laughs> thing. So that, that would have been great. That'd be yeah, great. That would have saved that scene possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Maybe could have been. Maybe, I don't well, know. well, so we talked about toys that stood the test of time. Um, what are some toys that you wish you would have gotten as a kid that you never did? Now I'll start off with that because I'll, I'll keep the star Wars theme going. Um, I really, really, really want the millennium Falcon as a kid. I mean, so like 1979 is when I wanted, you know, so as we've talked about before, uh, Kenner had no idea what was going on with, with, with the toys and the success of star Wars in 77. So nothing was available at Christmas of 77, 78 is when they really started to ramp up action figures. And then as they got into 79, they brought some of the bigger things out. If I'm recalling correctly, you know, X wings, millennium Falcons, that type of thing. I really, really wanted a millennium Falcon. And you guys remember the Sears wish book. I mean, you know, Oh yeah. I mean that, that is when the holiday started is when the wish book came. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times I would go back and forth and I would look at all these action figures and all these these vehicles. And, Did uh, you circle things and hand it to your oh parents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, guess how much the uh, Millennium Falcon was when it was released in 79? Don't look. Don't look. I can't see that. How much? Okay. Jay, you want to you want to guess? Um, I think it was about fifty dollars, twenty nine ninety nine. Wow, which wow. doesn't sound like much at so all. So, what is that in today's dollars? Over a hundred bucks. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, so, um, so thirty bucks for the Millennium Falcon. Oh man, which was a lot of That's money. A lot back. of yards to mow. Man, that was a lot of yards to mow. When you're mowing, you know, yards for three and five bucks at a pop. Yeah, <laughs> that's a large, lot of yards to mow. So I wanted the Millennium Falcon, and then uh, after Empire came out, I wanted the AT-AT, and I believe the mm. AT-AT was fifty bucks, if I remember correctly. It was ten or twenty dollars more than the Millennium Falcon uh, because it was a lot more intricate. And um, so those are the two things that I just pined after as a kid. And I tried to make my own either out of ceramic slip because my mom poured ceramics. So I tried to make one out of clay, a Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. And that didn't work. And uh, <laughs> I actually made a passable at-at out of a shoebox and some spindles. We and talked about that before. I mean, it had the head and everything, so that was pretty cool. But I've got, yeah. I've got both of those. I've got the reissues once I got up and – Became an adult and was quasi yeah, responsible. Got them on my shelf right now. So, but um, along with an ATST as well. So, what, Jay, Art, what, what were something you now that you may have wanted that you didn't get, but you've gotten as an adult, as a kid? Well, I probably shouldn't ask Jay because his entire life is nothing but collecting toys and stuff. <laughs> Art, do you I'll have something that, that there's something that I, I lost? Uh, I've I, I mentioned this before too. Uh, and I've I, I posted the picture of this on my website, but there was a, a black plastic uh, Batman cowl helmet kind of thing that I had, you know, got when I was during the middle of the 66 Batman craze uh, that I lost when we moved from Leland down to, to Long Beach and then subsequently back to West Point. And I'd always wanted that, wanted to replace it, wanted to replace it. And finally found it in a comic book store and it was like a couple hundred bucks. And that's, you know, just started working. I said, oh, I'd love to get this, but there's no way I would pay 200 bucks for that. Uh, so a few years ago, uh, I found it uh, on eBay and it looked, you know, very much, it, it was in good shape, it looked a whole lot like the one I got. So that's one I bought. That's one I, I did. And it was probably 150 bucks. Um, which, you know, given the fact that there's 20 years that had passed between the time I saw it at the comic book store to then, you know, it, 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 to pre, you know, it was not nearly as expensive. And I was in a better position to be able to spend $150 on trying to recapture lost childhood. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was that was one that, again, I had it. So it's not really one that I didn't get. There is like there's some G.I. Joe things, you know, I mean, I, I was I was lucky in that, you know, I couldn't really think of a whole lot of things that I didn't get, but there were, I remember there was a submarine that was very cool. And I thought, well, I'll just get that uh, later. And then I think that was right around the time they discontinued the whole, you know, the, disc, uh, the whole GI Joe line. So that, that opportunity went away, but that was a cool thing. I haven't looked for that on eBay yet, but I may have to go check that out. What about you, Mr. Reed? Well, you, you're right. You didn't know mostly about my, affection for buying toys <laughs> your, your your affection or your habit habit yeah addiction and but mine was like you know i bought all the figures just like we talked about and i had football baseball cards as a maybe fifth sixth grader and then there was a long period where i didn't and then as an adult went back and now half my walk-in closet is full of figures of in still in the box in mint condition and that sort of thing 
But I want so since you know about me, I'll tell you about my brother. He is a big Disney buff, and one of the downtown Disney stores. I don't remember us like wishing we had a Mr. Potato Head as a kid, but I, I don't remember having one either. But as an adult, he got into the Mr. Potato Head, and there was a store where you, they would give you a box. And you could stuff as many Mr. Potato Head attachments as you wanted in this box, and it was just like a fixed price. Yeah. So he's got a he's got a Disney room in his house now. And wait, you know, you, you have a walk in closet for your stuff, and he has a Disney room. Right. Okay. All right. right. Because my stuff is just for me, and his whole family is into Disney. Ah, so, I got you. So he has more cooperation than I do, but he has all these Mr. Potato Heads, and so he was telling me the other day that the people in the store would actually help you stuff the box to try to get as much in as possible. And they would make fun of you if you actually put the potato in because that took up so much more room. And so he took to ordering the base potato off eBay and get them real cheap. And then he would buy the parts at Disney, which could have had, you know, mouse ears and all kinds of fun, everything that had to do with every ride. He's got a, I'm sure a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, outfit for the so anyway that's what he has bought and turned into a, a really cool collection wow wow i'm gonna guess the rule still applies for your brother too so we probably need to refrain from okay. <laughs> what a loser yeah. you'll get double, double whammy from the, the yeah. jay mother but i think mrs yeah. reed likes the brother more than jay right isn't that what we decided mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah and you don't even live in the same town as she does she lives not too far from me so i should be really scared right that's right, that's uh, right. we should top that fence to go to plantation homes all the time there you go baby there right. you go I'll, I want to preface this by saying this was not during my childhood, but when the Mr. Potato Head originally came out, you just used a potato, an actual <laughs> potato from the store. That's the truth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. It was a kit that came with the attachments, and you just stuck them into a real potato. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I was always – And it didn't make its own eyes that's if you the, keep it long enough. That's yeah. the OG Mr. Potato Head. Jay. That's right. But, it, but, it, but they never came out with the Mr. French Fry. No. Uh-oh. Yeah. It was, you know, Mr. French Fry Head. I was always waiting yeah. for a Mr. French Fry Head. Yeah, of course, so. Mr. Potato Head was one of those characters in Toy Story. That Don Rickles? Yeah. Don Rickles? Yeah. 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 Wow. Voiced by Don Rickles. That's yeah. right. And so, Mrs. Yeah. Potato Head was uh, the the mom from uh, Seinfeld. Oh, that's oh, right. Wow. Yeah. George, Mrs. Mom? Costanza. George uh-huh. Costanza. Yeah. 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 That I can hear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could hear Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head. Oh, yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, cool beans, guys. Or cool potatoes. Cool potatoes. Yeah, there you go. Cool nice. potatoes. Mr. B- Mr. Beanhead is <laughs> the parts that have to be smaller. Yeah, yeah. You had to have like a magnifying glass to put the parts in with the with Mr. <laughs> Give me Beanhead. At least a fava bean for that. Let me ask real quick. Was there a was there an X Wing? I can't remember if it was scaled for twelve inch characters because they did put out some twelve inch star uh, one six scale Star Wars characters too. Or was it? It seemed like I remember seeing an X Wing that you could get at one point, like at a. FAO Schwartz, you know, you'd go and see these toys you couldn't see anywhere else. You remember that? Was that was that something, or did I? I don't imagine? remember that. But did the, they have one that was scaled for the the regular size toys? The, the what were they? Three inches, four inches, or whatever the the toys. The, we the have an X wing, I'm pretty sure, and a. Yeah, I mean, I've got my X wing in there that it, it was it was scaled for the the regular Star Wars, um, Star Wars fig, figures. Uh, Some yeah. looking, and Amazon's got the. 1996 12-inch collectibles. Um, they had that collective series, but I've never seen an X-Wing that big. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering if it was some kind of 
you know, promotional prop as opposed to something that's actually for sale. Yeah. Anyway, that that would have been cool. It would have been. But cool. they, even the even the one that scaled for the the you know the more popular size, the smaller size would have been cool. And you had that too. You had that. Yeah, I had that one. We so, have something, okay. my, but it, actually, the, it wasn't me and my brother. It was my son. We were when we lived overseas. Some people were trying to kind of the kids' toys had been were not longer being used. So Lauren got some doll stuff, and Jacob got two or three of the uh, Star Wars ships that really neat see i've got a i've got a boba fett's label one i've got a snow speeder i've got a um i've got an x-wing fighter that those are the original ones i had from when i was a yeah. kid the slave one was pretty cool i think i yeah. guilted my parents so much and not getting the millennium falcon that i ended up with the slave one so um yeah and it had the the slave one had the you put Boba Fett, it would lay down, it would be horizontal. You put Boba Fett in the seat, and then you had this little ratchet thing that you could put him into the, the flight configuration. It was really kind of kind of nifty. Yeah. So, but uh, we just gutted an iron to make mine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good though. I can see that. You know what? Yeah. That doesn't top my shoebox spindle at at story uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry little mister that that doesn't uh oh no that doesn't compute really, yeah i didn't really do that now i did have a a wooden space shuttle that we we made uh, out of wine cases it was pretty cool i'll have to uh to see if i have a picture of that somewhere I bet you that uh, would be and it used cool. to it was i mean it was like a gi joe size and it was it was kind of based on the galileo 7 for those of you who know the star trek original series stuff yeah um it did not survive the trip either it did not make the move wow wow a little too cumbersome oh well that time has come so that if we go any further we'll be cumbersome to our listeners we want to thank everybody out there for listening and until next time stay safe